Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We got the band back together this week, all three of us on the podcast. This is QC Fantasy. My name is Graham Rogers. And finally, with me again, both Taylor Story and Chris Hayes. Guys, talk to me. The band's back together. Welcome back, everybody. It's great to be back. One big happy family, baby. Oh, yeah. We uh, we got all caught up on vacation, marriage, all the fun jazz, and now starts the grind through the NFL season as we get closer and closer. Um, and we'll dive into anything and everything all throughout the season. But today, uh, getting back into Taylor's Dynasty rankings, going through tight ends. But before we get to that, let's uh, get into some NFL news, guys. So first up, looking at J.K. Dobbins, a lot of news this week, a lot of back and forth with reporters uh, on Twitter as well. Is J.K. Dobbins going to be ready for week one? He thinks so. Others think maybe not. Guys, uh, talk to me about J.K. Dobbins, if he's going to be ready. According to you guys, maybe he'll come back at us if we say he's not going to be ready. What are you guys thinking when it comes to drafting J.K. Dobbins? Yeah, I, I got to be careful with what I say if Casey listens to the show, because I don't want to get tweeted at and called out. But that was like the talk of last week. Um, Ian Rappaport, I think he was on the Pat McAfee show, or maybe it was NFL Network, and then he cleared it up on the Pat McAfee show, but said that Dobbins wasn't going to be ready week one. He's pretty firm about it. And Dobbins just goes off on him on Twitter, like a whole thread of Dobbins saying, oh, this guy doesn't know anything. I'm going to be ready. My rehab's going great. Everything's going great. So... You know, some some players like to say that, and it's happened in the past where they say that and they're not ready or they're going to play this week. We see it a lot with players like, oh, I'm playing this week, and then they might not. So might be a little different with a season. Maybe he does feel ready, but ultimately it does come down to the team, team doctors and outside doctors to actually give him the pass if he's ready. So I, I think it's close. He said he's not going to start on the PUP, which is the best news from this. Um, if he doesn't start on the PUP, then... I I don't think I'd drop him in, at all. And if he does, maybe two, three spots, that's it, just for the miss of the first six weeks. Four yeah, weeks, I, sorry, they changed it. Yeah, four four weeks. Um, what worries me a little bit is that the fact that Dobbins brought up the pup kind of on his own, because no one, was re- no one has really been talking about Dobbins even going on the pup list, but the fact that he brought it up on his what whispers Rappaport said something about it yeah yeah but he, i think he was just heated yeah i'm sure he, he was, was just going after everything heated. yeah um but ultimately but yeah. it'll come down to the doctors and and physicians so right so i'm sure i mean oh. the ravens run a pretty tight ship so i'm honestly surprised dobbins even responded because this doesn't this this doesn't feel like you know ravens way so i'd yeah. imagine harbaugh's gonna to get a, a hold of them real soon yeah it won't happen again yeah i uh i wouldn't be surprised if he's just not ready to go week one or even if he is ready you know whether it's the full workload or not but you could probably say the same thing with gus edwards and some of his recovery just keeping an eye on that because we my anticipation as much as we want dobbins to get all the work in the world uh not sure that that's gonna be the case he's probably gonna get 
split carries with Edwards, at least, even if it is 65-35, something like that, eating into the workload. So uh, something we'll, we'll monitor, especially as camp goes on, see what his activity is like. And then, of course, if he gets any run in preseason, but I, I would highly doubt it. It's going to be a, a game-time decision leading into the, the beginning of the season. So we got tight ends today, but to quickly touch on some of the news. So uh, Schultz and Gesicki uh, did not get extensions at the tight end position. They are going to play this season on franchise tags. I think it is really interesting to see teams not willing to pay a ton of money for some of these uh, tight ends. I think we, you know, there's a case with Waller even in uh, Las Vegas. I think this is going to be a contract year for him as well. And you know, rumblings are they may move on from him, or they were looking to trade him in the off season. So, uh, guys, what do you think about Schultz, Gesicki? I'd even throw Waller in there as far as his contract running up this year. Uh, what are you guys thinking about those guys long term? It's these two guys are certainly not game breakers, right? Like you don't think it's Schultz and Gasecki is game breakers. So I don't even think they're too worried about playing on the franchise tag. Like surely they know that they don't, they shouldn't be paid top, top dollar. Um, for Schultz, it kind of tells me that the Cowboys are going to do a little bit of reevaluation after this season. Uh, Cause I mean, they've got to have a good year uh, as far as Gasecki. It, uh, I think that, you know, with bringing in Tyreek Hill, they've got a lot of money all over the place. So glad that they could kind of convince him to be content with, with, you know, staying on that deal and not having to get him an extension right now. I'm sure they're promising him stuff in the future or telling him, oh, he's young. Somebody will pay you. So it makes sense for both of these guys. Um, I'm not too worried about them future wise. They'll either get re-signed or go to a team that needs a tight end. But like I said, they're, they're not Kelsey's, Kittles, Andrews, even Kyle Pitts now, Wallers. So they're somewhat replaceable. I mean, if you don't, you don't have Kelsey or Andrews or, or Kittle, you know, aren't most of these tight ends pretty replaceable? Oh, Pitts, excuse me, Pitts as well. Um, I mean, Walt. I mean, the Raiders are paying so much money for, for Carr and Adams. Um, they, I guess we'll see because are they really gonna, are they really gonna cut bait on Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller after this season? Like that's that's a, even I mean Carr and Adams will will you know will carry the backbone for the Raiders for for a while, um, but are they gonna cut loose? You know all of that uh, all of that offensive production you know they've had the last few years. Um, I mean Schultz and Gasecki aren't like key cogs. For, right, for uh, and the for for their teams, um, the Dolphins and Cowboys are really more geared towards their star wide receivers. Like Dolphins traded for Tyreek, so they've got they've got Tyreek, they've got Waddle, they've got you know Albert Wilson is kind of a sneaky signing as well. So they're really built around speed. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cowboys, you know, we I mean, all three of us, you know, are kind of. Uh, you know, we're fans of Jalen Tolbert in that offense, and Mike, they've signed Michael Gallup to long-term deal, and CeeDee Lamb is obviously going to be a stud. So I'm not really surprised that, these, that the Dolphins and Cowboys have not resigned. And frankly, like, the, Schultz and Kaseki should be thrilled about the franchise tag. So I'm not sure if they would have made more money with, a, you know, with a resigning, uh, getting extensions. Yeah, tough market out there for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, just look at, I, I'd say Zach Ertz is better than both of those guys. And then look what happened in Philly is, hey, we found this Goddard guy who can fill the role and we don't have to pay you a bunch of money. So we'll uh, go ahead and let you head on out to Arizona. And then sure enough, right behind him, maybe Trey McBride. I think we see it even with my guy, Albert O, with Dulcich being drafted. Uh, you know, you just, you never know at that position. So why pay a guy a bunch of money there unless it is somebody like a Gronk, a Kittle, um, a Kelsey and Andrews maybe and then you know, again we'll dive into all this here soon but uh, and I love a Jalen Tolbert shout out on any of our podcasts I'm all for it so uh, but looking forward so Deshaun Watson sounds like there might be a decision coming by the end of the week I, I've heard rumblings we've talked about it ad nauseum here but you know full season is it indefinite there are rumblings of six games four games now we we don't know what it's going to be uh so something to sit and wait i don't know what you guys have heard or what you're thinking um i did draft watson in some best ball drafts early on in the spring like march april but you know it's i'd i'd love it if it hits but also there's a lot going on here that you know we may not even want to get into yeah just need an answer just give me an answer tired of talking about it I think yeah, he gets suspended for some amount of time. I just want to know if I'm drafting Browns this year or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. My yeah. Cooper shares would, would would rejoice if he plays games this season. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, so also got news coming through uh, about Leonard Fournette and his weight. Coach is apparently unhappy. Uh, you know, I, I think we've seen this with Fournette in off seasons before, right? Where he comes in overweight. He uses camp to get back down to weight, you know, what that means as far as conditioning and injuries and things like that. I'll go ahead and say I've got plenty of Rashad White in best ball. I don't mind it. Um, but what do you guys think? Is there anything to this? Is this somewhat like we've heard with Najee Harris and a couple other guys, uh, C.D. Lamb put on weight, right, and everybody's rejoicing or whatever? Are you reading anything into Leonard Fournette's weight? Uh, uh, the, I'm, I'm no. Maybe a little bit. If I mean, if you're looking for a reason to get more excited about Rashad White, this this could be it. Um, I mean, Fournette has had injuries in the past. Um, I, I just think, like, looking, getting some shares of Rashad White, I think, is really smart, um, considering that offense as well. As long as he's got Brady's trust, like, we know Fournette has Brady's trust, um, and I'm sure Fournette will be fine in terms of his weight. These guys can burn through calories like like no other. So I'm not super worried about it, but you know, get Rashad White while he while nobody's talking about him. Too too late for that. I was just gonna say I saw a Facebook post two or the day the news came out and it said, Is the one oh two too early to take Rashad White? And I yes. I mean I didn't I was speechless. I said and then some guy commented, no, trade back to the 106 or 107 and take him. I said, how about you trade back to the 203 and take him? Like, it, <laughs> it, it is ridiculous. So right now is not the time to get Rashad. If you've got him good, it's not the time to draft him or trade for him. His value's inflated. I've been getting offers for Keyshawn Vaughn on teams I didn't know I had, I had Keyshawn Vaughn on. I thought I had dropped him everywhere. So, uh, of course, I accepted those. But... It's uh, like you said, it's they're going to use camp to get down. He's we've heard of this before and he's fine. I think he did it that year with the Jaguars where he went off. If I'm not mistaken, they were like, oh, Leonard Fournette is now overweight and he just cut and he was fine. So, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think bring, the, bring like this that. up in a month. 
Yeah, we like to read into this What's stuff. What's his weight in a month? Yeah, and e- either way, it's like, are we... You can play this game with any running back of, you know, are they going to get hurt this year? Should we have their handcuff, their backup, whatever it may be? Um, But yes, the time to be drafting Rashad White was with people like me in March and April when no one else is talking about the NFL. Um, (laughs) It's a problem, people, but this is why we (laughs) love it. So uh, other news that just came through. So sounds like the Browns are more likely to trade Dearness Johnson, not Kareem Hunt from some reports. Uh, Guys, what are you seeing? And then what do you think about this? I know we were kind of hoping Hunt might get an exit, especially we just talked about the Deshaun Watson news. Uh, So what do we think here if Dearness Johnson does get traded? Does he have value somewhere depending on where he goes? And then Kareem Hunt, back in Cleveland with Chubb. I know we've talked about Chubb's value and wanting, kind of wanting Hunt gone for all of those that love Nick Chubb. And then add in the Deshaun Watson. Like, there's just a lot to break down here with this offense and this news. Yeah, we can't really break down Chubb and Hunt until we know about Deshaun Watson. Um, I'm, and Johnson, it, it all depends on where, where he gets traded to. Um, I mean, Yes. Taylor, what are some ideal landing spots? I mean, I I kind of want to go try and get Johnson if I can for cheap, to be honest, just if he does go to a team that might need a running back. Uh, maybe he goes and backs up a guy like, like, let's say he goes to like Tennessee. He's going to get a lot of touches because I'm sure if they get a guy like Johnson, they, they'll spell him. Um, that would suck for my Haskins shares, but a, a team like that, you know, couple teams that have a good running back and not really the best backup. Um, so we might could be looking at like an Alexander Madison situation, something like that. So I feel like from this point on, Johnson's value is just going to go up. Um, if he moves, he'll certainly, I mean, he's got to be in a better situation than he is right now. Um, so I, I like, I like both of them. Hunt and Johnson should go up if, if either of them move and if either of them get, gets moved from this team. So, Maybe you try and get I, both of them. You know what I'm a little worried about, though? Like, we saw Johnson uh, with Hunt and Chubb out last year. Let's be honest. Though. Like, Cleveland has one of the best run-blocking offensive lines in, in the league. So do we, is, do we think Johnson is, is that good, or was he just a product of a really good offensive line? It's a lot of the line, for sure. But yeah, he's solid. I, he could, he's hitting holes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I think if you put him, say, in New York behind Barkley, or if you, it's not going to happen because it's in division. But what if Dearness Johnson was behind Najee Harris, right? Like there are there are places where I think he could land where he's not the guy. You're not relying on him to be the guy because I don't think he is Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb. Like there was a lot of the offensive line there. Mm-hmm. But especially if we're talking dynasty or even some redraft this year just as a handcuff guy he he could have some standalone value i think it would have been yeah, great if the cardinals had mm-hmm. picked up daryl williams and traded yeah, for Deion Johnson. yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see kind of how that plays all out where he goes and you know what other parts are involved maybe draft picks but we'll we'll see and then Guys, Bills and Raiders start rookie camp this week. Chris, you are uh, headed to Bills camp on August 4th, it sounds like. So I know you're fired up about that. Tell us uh, what you're looking forward to the most with camp coming up. Keep your eyes out. Oh, I'm, I'm, gonna be, I'm really going to be looking at Gabe Davis and Jamison Crowder and seeing how involved they are in the offense. Um, 
I mean, we all, Alan is going to, you know, Alan and Diggs have the connection, but I really want to know who his second, his second option is going to be. And I'll also be really interested to see who's getting first and second team reps on offense, whether it's uh, Devin Singletary or James Cook. You know, if they have designed plays for Cook, um, you know, designed pass catching plays. Um, that's, you know, fantasy wise, that's, that's what I'll be looking for. Um, but, but I'm excited. It should be great. Ticket, tickets were free to Bill's camp, but they sold out in like an hour to, to every, every day they're at, a, they're in Rochester. They sold out in, in like an hour. The, ad, the Bill's app, the, yeah, the Bill's app crashed. Mafia took over again. We're going to need a detailed report though. Well, you'll get it written you you have you have to go through one table while you're there i demand it yeah i need a video of that (laughs) yeah we'll We'll see about that we'll post chris going through a table so but no it's going to be exciting we're going to get some reporting from chris in from camp so looking forward to that but guys that's enough for the news let's uh let's dive into these dynasty tight end rankings All right, Taylor, as we've done before, let's uh let's really go through top 12 focus on those, especially with just one tight end position um, yeah. that typically is played. And then we can talk about some of these other guys a little farther down that could be flex plays. Or if somebody is, you know, maybe punting the tight end position, where do we really draw the line when it comes to drafts specifically for Dynasty? Yeah, it's almost like you want to split the top 12 and a half um, as opposed to like a top 24. If you're drafting these top six guys, you're going to be well above the rest of the field as opposed to what you've got. But there's certainly some guys at the tail end of the top 12 that are serviceable and you'll be comfortable with having if you don't want to take one of these top guys. But uh, let's get started at the top. I feel like it's Kyle Pitts's uh, game to lose. I've got him at number one. Just the promise he showed, the youth. A lot of these guys are are decently old so if you can get kyle pitts at a decent spot in a startup draft i mean i'm i'm taking him like if he's sitting there at the turn at the end of round two and i've got a you know a turn pick at round three i might take him and secure him in the end of that second round um uh, he's going to be good for years and years uh which is going to be awesome to see second place obviously my guy mark andrews uh, a little more youthful um, then some of these other guys, Travis Kelsey, who's in the third spot, uh, George Kittle comes in at four. I've got Hawkinson at five ahead of Darren Waller at six. And that's kind of my top six overall tier break. Uh, a guy that we talked about in the news and is trying to break into that kind of elite status with the season that he had last year. Dalton Schultz is there at seven for me. Dallas Goddard is in at eight. He's certainly going to have a chance this year with how good I feel like Hertz is going to be in that offense as a whole. A little more passing oriented, uh, as we've talked about many, many times. So Goddard's going to have a good chance to show that he's going to be better than the rest. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, he's been solid since he came into the league. People were drafting him high. Uh, looked good last year. Um, I think he's kind of leads the tail end of this tight end one. Um, he, he's in front of guys like Hunter Henry for me at number 10. Uh, can Mac Jones be a little bit better? Some people might put Henry in front of Frymuth just because of the quarterback, uh, the tight ends, but uh, the youth there kind of kind of gets it for me. If I can draft a young um, 
good tight end late, I'll probably rather take the shot on that young guy like Frymuth than I would Hunter Henry. Um, although if you've got a team at that point that's more more looking to compete, I, I would switch it for Henry for sure. Um, but I like Frymuth ahead of him. Uh, rounding out the top 12 here, I've got Noah Fant at 11 and Dawson Knox at 12. Um, another thing people can can switch Knox and Fant, I feel like. Uh, I, I just like Fant's athleticism a little bit more. Um, Knox was kind of a little unknown early, and then he had a good season, and a little bit iffy here and there. He felt I felt like he just disappeared too much. Um, Fant's athleticism, uh, I feel like, will still prove to be almost like even a security blanket uh, for whoever's quarterbacking Seattle. Guys are going to probably try and blanket Lockett and DK Metcalf. So I feel like Noah Fant is certainly going to have a lot more value. And it's especially where you're getting him as well, which is why I like him. So you'll be able to get him late. Uh, he's young. He's still athletic. He's still got great hands. I think he'll prove to be more than serviceable. So that is the uh, top 12. What do you guys say? Chris, I'll let you go. We ended with a uh, Dawson Knox of Bill, so I'll give you a. I'll defer to you on this. Uh, I would. I mean, I think the top twelve is good. Um, the the only thing I would switch would really be I'd switch Goddard and and Schultz probably. Um, okay, you put Goddard in front of Schultz. I would put Goddard in front of Schultz, and I, I would put Knox in front of Fant just just because of the state of the offenses. Um, mm. Docs has that touchdown upside. I do agree with you. Like I think Fant is more athletic, and and uh, and Dawson Knox. But when I mean, when's the last time Seattle actually used tight ends um, for fan like to help fantasy owners? Like it 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 hasn't happened since Jimmy Graham like five years ago. Um. Yeah, well, they have. I they think, had a tight end as good as Jimmy Graham since then, though. Like, even no, no offense, not Jimmy Graham, but I mean, they were rocking with Will Disley for and Gerald Everett for two, three years. Yeah, I'm not that appealing. I mean, you could tell me Gerald Everett or Will Disley is going to make a play. Probably not. Probably not. But Russell Wilson is still quarterback. Now, yeah, now we're now we're in some trouble here. And I, I think Metcalf is more likely to be the security blanket than, than Noah Fant is. I, I, just, I just think that offense will struggle too much as a whole to get fantasy production. I, I think it's like it. a target thing for me. Like you've got Gabe Davis emerging, a couple other rookies emerging, young guys emerging on that team. Yeah. Running game's not like, too bad. It's I just, just I think I, the, Gabe, the Gabe Davis hype is, is too much for me, though. It is I, too I much for sure, but I still think he's a good player. I, I think. Seattle is just going to have to realize that they're going to need all three of these guys if they're going to want to win games and score points. So I, I could easily see Fant getting four, five, six targets a game, which is really good for a tight end, especially in that range. Because, I mean, people are taking them as tight end 14, 15 in Dynasty. So I think you're pretty safe to get him whenever he comes up around his ADP or ECR or wherever. I just, my biggest problem with Seattle is you like... You... Like we think logically about this, but Seattle like doesn't think logically at all. They like towards the no. end of the year last year, they they were should have should have ran. They were getting slammed in games, but they were still like Rashad Penny was getting twenty five carries a game. Yeah. He was the fantasy RB one in the last two 
three or four weeks, but Seattle was just getting slammed mm-hmm. in games. Um, it's tough to watch. Glad I'm not a Seattle fan. So, like, I we think logically about Seattle, but it's a complete dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gross. Um, that's why I'm. <clears throat> I mean, if I if I'm punting on tight end, Fant is. Ba- it's basically if I'm punting, Fant is a guy I would love to get. He, he's not even his ECR is outside the top twelve. Uh, so it's. It, it, I would love to take him where he's at. He's a tight yeah. end two. Oh, basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. And if he's uh-huh. your tight end one, you're in, you're in some trouble. Then you're you're pretty you're probably playing the waiver game, the whole year. I don't think you'd find a, a better guy than Fant on waivers or anything like that. Yeah, I think it's 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 hard to it's hard to uh, l- look at again with like talking waivers in dynasty and and picking something someone up. But yeah. you know, I I definitely think it's doable because I don't. I don't know how highly owned Dawson Knox was coming into last year. Um, Dalton Schultz as well as another one, you know, who are guys that now we're, we're talking about as being, you know, cream of the crop at the position as kind of locked in tight end ones, regardless of where you have them in that top 12. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are going to finish tight end one for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think they, they kind of came out of, I don't want to say out of nowhere because I think they were good players, but to have the years they had and now to be talked about as locked in tight end ones is, you know, we could see something like that this year out of some other guys that we're, we're not paying as much attention to. So, but yeah. I'm, I'm with, I'm with Kyle Pitts, Mark Andrews. I think those are good. I, I would maybe switch Kittle and Kelsey, and that's mostly an age thing. Kittle's four years younger right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I get Kelsey's tied with Mahomes and their question marks in San Francisco, but just because of age, I may flip flop those two. I'm good with Hawkinson over Waller. Again, that's an age thing. Hawkinson's got four years on Waller. Uh, I, I would also switch Schultz and Goddard. Um, you know, I think if you switch those players in the offenses they're in, I don't know if we were even talking about Schultz as a top 12 tight end. And I think Goddard would skyrocket if he had Dak Prescott and that offense um, around him. So I get where they are. Part of it's uh, that's part of the situation they're in. But I would probably flip Goddard because in Dynasty, I'm going to go for talent over situation the majority of the time. Um, Friermuth, like you said, broke onto the scene last year. Um Hunter Henry may be a little high for my taste. And again, I'm, I'm just going to lean on age here uh, in making that argument with him being 27, um, older than pretty much all these guys we've talked about, except for Waller, Kelsey and Kittle, who have really just established themselves. Um, I think Henry's an established, he's a known commodity, but he's not in a pass heavy offense. He's not super explosive. He's just a solid guy who, if he gets the red zone targets, can be up here. Um, and then Fanta Knox again. I, I think you can probably flip a coin on those guys. I would maybe go with Knox, like Chris said, just because of the situation here. But I'm also arguing the other way around with these guys because they're closer in age. That I, I think Fant's probably the more talented player than Knox is. Yeah. So I'll say that the pretty different situations, pretty different scenarios on how they happened. Hunter Henry and Dawson Knox both had nine touchdowns last year for their respective teams. Who do you think is more likely to repeat that or go higher? Uh, Henry on 75 targets. Knox had 71 targets, so they're pretty close. Knox seemingly scored more kind of longish. Definitely wouldn't say fluke touchdowns, but 
more long, a little more open field where Hunter Henry's were a little more closer to the end zone on his touchdowns. So you, someone could argue that one's safer than the other, but uh, the Bills offense certainly miles better. So who do you guys think would have a better chance? So let's say get to 10, get to double digits out of those two. Knox played less games last year, right? Yeah, two less. Knox was 15. So let's say they both play 15 games as well. Oh boy. Um who's gonna who could exceed that amount? Yeah, who could get back to nine? Because a lot of times when you see someone score nine, which is a decent amount for a tight end, especially this caliber, they often regress. But who who's got a chance to to repeat that? Keep it up. Oh New England New England's I mean, just like mind-boggling new england like johnny smith is probably more likely to get nine touchdowns than knox and hunter henry this year just because why not because it's the tight end position um i'm gonna say i'm gonna say hunter henry like if if there is a consistent target mac jones it is hunter henry hunter henry a little bit of Kendrick yeah. Bourne, but Hunter Henry is the red zone guy for the Patriots. How, how often will they get there? I'm not 100% sure, but New England, they just always seem to find a way. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Hunter Henry. And, and Gabe Davis will take, will probably take a few more touchdowns away from Knox this year in the red zone specifically. Yeah, it's interesting. Graham? Yeah, just looking at some of the information, like, Knox ran about 40 more routes. Um, he had two more red zone targets. But it is interesting because you mentioned the the distance. Hunter Henry's A dot was actually 9.6 compared to Dawson Knox at 7.7, which is surprising considering who their quarterbacks were. Um, for this year, I would I would probably go with him, Hunter Henry as well. I think there's less competition there. And as much as New England is going to want to run all the time and in the red zone, if there's somebody you can rely on in that offense to catch a pass in the red zone, I think Hunter Henry would be the guy. So, yeah, this year I'd probably say Henry. Uh, But again, looking long term as far as dynasty goes and knowing that, you know, Henry's, what, 27, Knox is 25, I'd probably... Uh, yeah, it's close. I just uh, Hunter Hunter Henry's age just worries me a little bit because he's not a super athletic guy either. Um, and so at a certain point, he he's not going to be able to get the separation or do the things that you need a tight end to do in the red zone. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think I think he could be a security blanket for for Mac for at least a couple more years. Um, we've seen old guys get the job done still, so. I could see it. I kind of, I just kind of like Henry a little bit. I mean, they're all in the same tier. Let's let's be mm-hmm. real. They're in that kind of third tier, um, for me. But I, I think Henry just is going to be a lot more reliable. I feel like you'd have a lot more happy weeks with uh, with Henry than you would for some of these other guys. For me personally, because I mean, there's going to be days where the other guys and the Bills often score more and there's going to be days where the seattle offense is just absolutely hot garbage so um and that's in if you kind of include noah fant in that who's also in that area for me so uh, that's just kind of where i'm at i think health will be a big factor as well because both knox and henry right. have missed games in the past yeah, but, and they they, both, yeah. but if they both play 15 games then i think henry will 
come out with a few more touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, Taylor, run through, uh, run through a few more guys here uh, outside this top 12. Uh, guys we could look at, let's say we're punting tight end in drafts or whatever the case may be, where we may load up on a couple later in the draft. Um, talk through a couple of these guys you've got here. There are a couple rookies coming up as well and, and how you see their situations, not just this year, but long-term, obviously, in Dynasty. Yeah, so if you're looking to kind of really not draft a tight end early, um, grab a couple guys, play them week to week in Dynasty and hope for the best. Um, ideally, you're looking to take a guy from that kind of fourth tier uh, where it starts like Cole Komet, Mike Kosicki, Njoku, Albert O, Zach Ertz, guys that can produce, not necessarily look at them for dynasty value. I mean, once you kind of get out of the top 12, it, you're not looking for like, oh, this guy's going to be good in three years. Like you need to draft a guy that's going to going to play well now and next year. That's really what you're looking for a two-year window on these guys if you're punting tight ends. So um, you really want to draft one of these guys that are somewhat outside the top 12 and then you want to aim for guys that have been a little disappointing a little older find a guy you like uh, we're looking at like evan ingram austin hooper people can get robert tonyan at a discount who i'm still on the fence about even as a packers fan um i mean i've got all these guys around 20 to 26 so it, it, you want to grab two of the guys in this range and really just hope for the best um Adam Troutman, people still like, but um, kind of how it's broken up. You've got really Cole Komet, Gesicki, and Joku, and Albert O is kind of that next crop of guys who are still pretty young, uh, have showed some promise. Gesicki's certainly dropped for me with what they've added to that offense, and and I think he's just going to be a a lesser option. I mean, Tua didn't really love him to start off with, so I, I've never been too high. I mean, there's there's been games where he's just disappeared. Um, so it's he, he's not too high for me. I think he could still have a decent finish, but with where I believe that those two wide receivers are going to finish, he's certainly going to, it's got to drop off somewhere, and I think it stops at Kiseki. Um And Joku, I'm not too high on, even though he got that massive contract. I think it was a little bit of an overpay, especially if Watson's not there. We still have to think about that. So that's why he's a little bit further down. Um, and then I know you guys love Albert O. I've got him at 16. Um, and I'm just... You know, I mean, you even mentioned it, Russell Wilson with tight ends. It was really only till Jimmy Graham uh, when he really utilized him. And there's just a lot of guy. There's too many guys in that offense to where there's not like, okay, this guy's the first option. This could break up anyway. It very well could. He could be the guy. He could be his safety blanket. He could be his red zone guy. It's just a little too cloudy for me right now i'd rather have like in joku gaseki cole Komet, and then you dip into the Knox and fant henry range of guys I, i'd i'd rather have them before him i think they provide a little more safety a little more value um so that's kind of where i'm at on a few guys outside that top 12 those those bona fide players that you start every week no matter what Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of question marks around these guys, but uh, there's one name in particular I'm really curious about. I was really high on this guy last year, and he went out and tore his knee up. But that's Irv Smith Jr., who, who's younger than a lot of tight ends on on our lit on on your list. Um, for me, nothing's really changed. Like the knee injury is obviously serious, but that 
Like we've seen guys come back from from injuries like this before. Irv Smith's only 23 years old. The Vikings did not mm-hmm. address the backup tight end position like 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 they have in the past. Like Tyler Conklin is gone. The Vikings are all in on Irv Smith Jr. Um, we'll see what the quarterback situation, you know, what happens there after Kirk Cousins, assuming this is his last year. So that that can be a little tricky with Dynasty, but. I'm still high on on Irv Smith. Um, like we we've, I mean, we still like guys that had season-ending knee inj- season-ending season-ending injuries last year. Like Travis Etienne. Like we're all pretty high on Etienne. I know we like, you know, mm-hmm. we still like J.K. Dobbins, even though for his ACL. So for me, I still like Irv Smith as it's kind of a high upside play in what I think is going to be a really fun offense this year. Um, so it, when you get outside that top 12, I think you're, you're looking for more upside, upside plays. So yeah. I think Irv Smith would be a little, a little bit higher. Yeah, I, I, I want to put him higher just because of age and all that. Um, reason why he's down there is a little bit of what I said a couple, couple of the other guys earlier. I mean, he's, he's the th- third pass-catching option easily on that offense and, and probably the fourth. The fourth overall option behind Dalvin Cook. Um, it's the, He will return value if he shows to be a red zone presence. If he is catching most of his touchdowns in the red zone, um, maybe even if he can make some athletic plays in the open field, that's where he's going to return his value. He's not going to be a target hog. He's going to be one of those guys like, uh, you know, he'll get around 60, 70 targets, catch around 50 passes, and if he scores something in the six or seven touchdowns or up range, that's going to vault him into that top 10. It's going to increase his value. But uh, uh, ECR consensus ranking has him at 17. Uh, I've got him at 18. So it's pretty close. Um, I just think he's coming off that injury as well. He's he's got to put together a season. He's certainly not going to be that first option there for a long time. No. And how long is Kirk Cousins going to be there? Just you got to think about several things with Irv Smith, and it's almost just too much to think about. When when a guy's got too much to think about, that's when they start to slip in rankings for me. Yeah. But if I, I mean, if I can get him as my tight end too, this oh, absolutely, year, yeah. He's dynasty, a guy. He's, he's a guy you might you might quickly take within. You might go like Gasecki and Irv Smith within two three rounds of each other. Yeah. Um. That that would be a, a an ideal if you punt on that those first tight ends. So that that's definitely another guy to look at for doing something like that, punt on top 12. I mean, we talk about, like, Irv Smith is maybe the third or fourth bet option in the Vikings offense, but it really comes down to it. A lot of these tight ends are kind of in that in that position. Like, at best, the, if, if it's not Pitts, Andrews, Kelsey, Kittle, or maybe even Waller, at this point, like a lot of these guys are the third best, at best, the third best option on, on yeah, their perspective. Exactly. Team. So at this point, like you're looking for upside guys, guys that are going to score in the red zone, guys that are going to bust off a big play. Yeah, but I think Irv Smith is, fits that fits that mold. Yeah, certainly a great value. Yeah, I think when I'm 
looking at building a roster if i'm if i'm not going to reach for one of those top guys like i I'll, I'll be honest i'm probably not going to sit there and draft a Schultz or a Fryermuth or a Henry or a Fant or a Knox like i'm i'm going to take other values at different positions right. and then i'm going to sit and i'm going to wait and i'm going to pick up a Comet definitely an Albert O um I'd even take Zach Ertz I'm a big fan of Irv Smith at least for this year um and again like you said he's still young he's like 23 I think when the season starts he'll be 24 I think people forget that just because of the injury last year and everything so uh Mm -hmm. dudes dudes young um I am you guys know I'm I'm higher on Albert O than both of you probably uh you know I think right I I love when you talk about the upside, right, that we talked about for once you get into this, you're talking about of these guys, the tight end other than Njoku, who we really haven't seen much from, is the most athletic and tied to, again, outside of Njoku with uh, Deshaun not playing, tied to the best quarterback probably in Russell Wilson. And even looking at going back to Jimmy Graham, you're talking about for Russell Wilson, Target shares for the tight end of 23%, 17, 18, and then it drops off to 11, 18, and 7. But his top targets then at tight end were Nick Vanette and Jacob Hollister, who would not be able to compete with Alberto. Um, And so at that point, you're talking about 60 to 70 targets for the tight end position for somebody that's athletic. Um, And even looking at Gerald Everett last year getting 10 yards per reception. If I can get that from Albert O on 60 targets, um, I get there's a lot of competition there. And I do think somebody there is going to fall off the map, whether it's Judy or Patrick or Albert O. Um, right. But yeah, so, someone is going it's, it's to take a massive hit. Correct. Somebody correct. will give. So, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with the, the bigger guy, especially in the red zone um, and tying him to Russell Wilson rather than maybe a Gusecki tied to Tua, who we don't know where he's going to be in Joku, who really hasn't shown much, but could be dis- tied to Deshaun Watson in the future. I do like Cole Komet. I just, it's the bears, right? I just can't really trust anything they're doing right now with not giving Justin Fields any weapons um, yeah. other than Nikhil Harry, apparently. Um, I, I think yeah. that's why I've got him up too. It's just, there's a potential Mooney. target volume, potential yeah. target. Like, it, where's the ball's got to? It's going to go to Mooney and Komet. That's yeah. it. Yeah, my fear is that this coaching staff and this GM are not in on Justin Fields because they didn't draft him, and then we yeah. go through a rebuild so all it, over again in Chicago. And it what feels is that very weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I don't mind grabbing Zach Ertz, and then I could even just kick the can down the road for one of these rookies that you've got here sitting right behind these guys. And if I've got a young guy like Albert O I believe in, yeah, I'll take a Zach Ertz and a Higby and tie them in my dynasty roster with an Albert O or these rookies of McBride, Jelani Woods, and Greg Dulcich. I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable doing that exactly. in a dynasty build. Comets a guy I'm, you are going to have to draft around the 10 to 15 range, honestly, mm-hmm. in most drafts. Yeah. But he's also a guy you're really not relying on starting. Like that's oh. the downside to him. You you have to if you've got a young team, I certainly would take the shot on him. Um, if you guys had to guess, unless you already looked it up, because then you're cheating. Where did Cole Komet finish in targets for the whole season last year? Six. What what position? In, Six. In in tight end. Tight ends. Tight ends. Yeah. Six in targets. Six. Okay. Uh, Hold on. Let me look at let me look at names. How many games did Kolkomet play? Are we sure he played it's oh, just the whole a, season? I think seventeen. This okay, is whole season. He played seventeen is, games. All right. This is a volume thing then. Um, I, I'm good. Yeah, I think six is good. I, I'd go eight. Yeah, he had 
he had he finished eighth. Yeah, he had he had Ooh. just over five a game, like even comparable to guys who played less games or 15 games, what have you. A guy that's a tight end getting you five and a half targets a game. Like, yes, please. I will. Yes. I will take him. Thank you. Like, that's what you want. You don't want a guy that's going to get you three average three a game, maybe score a touchdown. Like, I would rather have the guy that's getting five a game. And it could be more this year. The The Bears were the Bears cannot be worse than last year. Like, you feel like you say that every year. But like last year was really bad. There, there's no way that they, they could be that bad. I, th- I think there's a way. I think there's right, a if way. I ask, I'll, I'll ask you this too. Last question. How many touchdowns did Cole Komet score last year? Seven. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking seven, but I'll go six. Okay. He had zero touchdowns last year. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, is that because of man. Jimmy Graham being there and nonsense going on? Yeah, probably. But yeah, that's it's just. It, that's what it was. I mean, he never got a chance. Like, he's got good hands. I was going to say he had seven touchdowns. Ten yards a catch. Over ten yards a catch, which is top, you know, top half of tight ends for sure. So he finished 21st in in tight end PPR rankings. If he adds six touchdowns to that, he's returning his value easily, which, there. I mean, you can't go lower than zero. So if he gets 93 targets again, law of averages, there's no way he doesn't score. To five touchdowns at least. Like to argue with that point, since you just talked about uh, PPR and where tight ends finished, just as a heads up, he was twenty first. You said, yeah, yeah. You guys, 21st. you guys want to know who finished twentieth? Uh, that would be um, Gerald Everett, whose quarterback uh, was Russell Wilson. So, um, and to stay on brand here, guys, I'm on the clock. Volume. At, uh pick thirteen five, and this is pick not tight end. dynasty. This is. The puppy on Underdog Fantasy. Uh, Alberto has slid five spots behind oh, no, ADP, do so don't I'm do uh, I'm pulling the trigger here on oh, God. Alberto. Pick one your first tight end. your first tight end. This is my second tight end. Okay, who's your first? But I'm only going to take two tight ends in this because if one of them goes down, it just is what it is. Right. Who's your first tight end? Mark Andrews. Oh, Why are you, you even? You can drink me it. You can draft me at tight end if you want. And that's okay. Because my, my other options here, when I have four running backs already and six wide receivers, are Jamison Crowder, Michael Carter, Robbie Anderson, Tyler Algier, or DJ Chark. And then I'll have another pick here in about How many quarterbacks picks. do you have? I have one. It is Joe Burrow. And I've got guys down the board like Matt Ryan, Mac Jones is farther down, my guy Zach Wilson, Deshaun Watson still down the board that – I just need somebody to fill in the buy for Joe Burrow. Yeah, take the take Alberto there. That's a smart pick. There we go. Now um, I got him on board. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll quickly run through the rookies real quick yeah. um, to to end this out. But um, not really excited about any of them for this year. Um, can't expect too much. But this is kind of the order I like them, and I really only like four of them. Uh, Trey McBride first, um, uh, just because of Zach Ertz old leaving. Trey McBride's got to step in. Uh, if he develops and learns behind a good tight end like Zach Ertz, he could become something. So I've got him at one. Uh, Jelani Woods in uh, in the Colts right after him. They like to utilize tight ends. I think he might yeah, have the best do. chance to be productive this year. So if you are, let's say, like a best ball and it happens, it's a deep draft or whatever. You know, he's the guy to take a shot on this year. Uh, Greg Dolchich is right behind him. They've already got a guy, Albert O. He's young, so it'd be a little tough for him to break out there. Um, and then a little bit further down the overall leaderboard, but fourth on tight ends is Jeremy Ruckert in the Jets. 
Um, it's just a weird landscape there. Um, I'm pretty sure they've got CJ Uzama now, right? Um, so it's, I think he might have the best hands of the class and tight end catching ability, uh, just overall athleticism, but just not the prospect that these other guys are. So he's a little further down, but, um, could develop nicely and it's tough because he's on the jets but we're hoping for the best so those are the four guys i I feel like i would be excited to take in a draft tight end wise really nobody else interesting yeah Yeah, not not even much to say about him but that's just kind of where i like him after doing some trey mcbride was the best of this class according to yeah, the analyst for and sure. It, it, you know, I mean, the him taking over for Ertz next year or in two years makes makes a lot of sense. Right. But every everything else, I think Jelani Woods is interesting because I mean, I like Mo Ali Cox, but he, in reality, he's not that good. Um, yeah, I mean Jeremy Rucker. We'll just we we'll just kind of wait and see with the Jets because if like I do like what the Jets are doing, but Rucker feels feels more like a run blocker yeah, like a guy he's that's a ta- get, he's yeah. a taxi squad guy yeah um and the you're, you're really... gonna be able to cut him next year or the year after and not think about it so he's just a guy. after those first three there's a sizable gap he's the one i'm most excited about to develop after those three guys but yeah i like trey mcbride i like the cardinals offense at least in the first half mm-hmm. of the season yeah first eight games are really good for the cardinals <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 with you on on those rankings as far as the tight ends go. Um, again, a lot of it with Woods kind of situation and not really having somebody established there in front of him. Uh, Dulcich, I know being in Denver, you guys know I'm high on Albert O, so I don't think mm-hmm. he's taking that job this year. Kind of like McBride no. in Arizona. So, yeah, um, exactly. and then I don't at this point I don't mind taking a shot, especially if it's a second or third tight end on say an Evan Ingram, um, who we've seen produce as a rookie, had one of the best rookie seasons for a tight end. Maybe getting out of New York and all the nonsense we've known has gone on there with that offense. Uh, again, changes made there, but I am to Trevor Lawrence, who should be making uh, leaps and bounds this year after what happened last year in Jacksonville. And then also, I don't mind you know throwing a dart on Hayden Hurst, who's now in the Cincinnati offense. And we saw Uzoma break out last year yeah. in that offense. And I don't think Uzoma is exactly like a, a world beating talent. So I don't mind if I have Hayden Hurst there who can fill in by weeks or something like that, just because he's in that offense tied to Joe Burrow. Yeah. Notice we, uh, we did not mention Rob Gronkowski until now, Graham, you weren't here, but I think Chris and I talked about it. Uh, he said he's done. Even if Tom calls, so safe to drop. You guys holding on if you if you can. What are you doing if you have Gronk? You you holding oh. hope? I told Chris wait till hold him till week fourteen. Then he's going to be playing. So have him for your playoffs. I've never you know I've never had Gronk in my in all of my years of playing fantasy football. I've never had Gronk. Yeah, you missed on my, you missed out. I did miss out. Certainly missed out. Um, you know I. I'd hold on. I mean, man, he's the same age as Travis Kelsey, right? Like, that's that's the thing I'm looking at. It's not like he's that much older. It seems like it because of the way he runs, all the injuries he's had, everything like yeah, that. But so much more physical. Yeah, but, man, if he were to come back and you're sitting there and he's on waivers now, you better blow 
all of your budget to go get right. him if he does decide to come back with Tom Brady, um, even in Dynasty, because uh, he's just that big of a difference maker when he's on the field. And yeah. especially given the fact that Godwin is not going to be there to start the season, who knows when he's going to come back and then what kind of shape he's going to be in if he's fully up to speed. I mean, we could be talking about not getting the full Chris Godwin back until next year, honestly, as far as recovery goes. He'll play this year, but... It, he he may be a shell of himself, and then you're talking about Evans and Gage as the top pass catchers with the Tom Brady offense. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Gronk ended up back. So I'm I'm probably holding for right now. Yeah, Brady will is going to be begging for him to be back. Um, I, I think if you've got to cut him, I'm fine with it. But if Week Four rolls around, obviously he's prob probably not close to coming back, and obviously injuries happen. Uh, guys don't pan out. I mean, you know, within the first four weeks, if some of those flyers you're holding on don't, aren't going to pan out, even in Dynasty, uh, if he's on waivers, scoop him up. If he's there week four, yeah. week five. So take take the risk. Like I said, injuries happen. You can always drop them later if these guys come back off injury. But you get, a, you know, God forbid you get a couple season enders and throw them on there. It's not going to hurt. I mean, are you really like, are you really going to be the guy that drops Rob Gronkowski for like Tyquan Thornton? And then Gronkowski comes yeah. back. It's like you're going right. to hate yourself if that happens. You're going to look like you're going to look like an idiot. Yeah. Feel like an idiot. But if he doesn't play this year, it's probably not happening. No. Yeah. I think this is it. This is the last year. If he plays or doesn't play, this is it. This is your last chance, I should say. Yeah, and I, I do want to throw in one other rookie along with Jeremy Rucker, um, another New York rookie. So Dan Bellinger from San Diego State. Um, and the yeah. other reason I throw his name out is, man, he's he's 21 years old. He's athletic. He was a top producer. I mean, I know it was San Diego State, but then when I look at the roster, it's like, man, he's competing against Ricky Seals-Jones. So if we do see that offense get better, which hopefully they would uh, with new coaching staff coming in and just – not being very good last year at all. Um, and if Daniel Jones stays healthy and, you know, we don't have third-string quarterbacks thrown to these guys, um, yep. we know their question marks in the receiver room there. So a 21-year-old that you could take a shot on in a rookie draft in Dan Bellinger, um, I don't I don't mind that either. Yeah, uh, some of these guys might even be on waivers. I mean, it's I, I've seen him drafted half the time out of 15 rookie drafts, I've, 20 rookie drafts I've done so far. So, mm-hmm. You keep your eye out. Keep your eye out. Just same thing as Gronk. You're going to be able to drop a guy early in the season, and these rookie, like these top four or five tight ends, will be on rosters. Everybody else will be on waivers. They yep. always are. Yeah. All right, fellas. That everything for our tight ends. If so, we can uh, get to some tight end hot takes here. Yeah, let's do it. I want to hear y'all's first, though. I'll, I want to hear y'all's first. I'll go first. Um, because I, I technically have mine with Mark Andrews. You know, number one easily. I guess that counts, but I'll say another one. So technically that's mine first. So I'm gonna hear you guys go and then I got another one. I'm gonna say uh for for uh for Dynasty Leagues next year. So by the end of this season, for mm-hmm. the beginning of next uh next season. Uh Pat I guess he's already kind of top ten, but Pat Fryermuth and Irv Smith will be uh, uh, tight end one options for, mm. for next year. Mm. That's pretty good. Firemuth's pretty fringe. A lot of people might not even have him in top top, 12. top 10 or top 15. Mm. So, But Irv Smith's 
a good one. He's he's well outside of top twelve, so could very it could easily be the case. Oh, could easily see that. Chris, you took you, you you took a piece of mine. So I'm uh I'm going <laughs> I'm going I'm going similar. Pivot. Pivot. Yep, I've got a uh, I've got Irv Smith, and I've also got Alberto this time next year. Our yeah. tight end ones, yeah. and it's God. I think you're going to see Fant drop out. I think Henry might drop out. Um, I think Schultz, especially if he ends up somewhere other than Dallas, is not going to be as appealing as he is right now just because that's the reason he's as high uh, in that offense. So, Alberto, Irv Smith, this time next year, tight end ones in drafts. I like it. I like it. Um, Alberto. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> look, you, you um, guys, hey, just keep letting him slip. You guys, look, let, I'll let e- him slip and fall and trip down the stairs. Let, let ETN and Akers and Mike Williams and Albert, you yeah, guys e- just keep ETN's letting them fall. Not, ETN's not slide. I know, but I like ETN. I, uh, I staked my flag there earlier this year. And the, again, the degenerate time of the season when it was March and April best ball drafts. Oh, yeah. That's value. Um, all right. I'm going to, you guys went a little future, so I'll. I'll pivot to this season, throw a little this season at you guys. Mm-hmm. I I think Hunter Henry is going to lead the tight ends and touchdowns this year. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's hot. It. I think England's, he's going to be a hog. New England's going to score he's a hog. 24 touchdowns as an offense this yeah, year. He's going to get, he's gonna, he might have 22 of them. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, be tight end two behind Mark Andrews because Mark Andrews is going to have about four thousand receiving yards. But um, yeah, I think he gets well into the double digit touchdowns. So it's I, I I think last year we already saw it with Henry being the guy that Mac wants to throw to, and he can't throw to his number one to kill Harry anymore. So he's got to throw to someone. Um, and I think Henry's going to be uh, going to be the uh, the receiving end of that, no pun intended. All right. All right. All right. Hot takes. There it is. And I did just think about Dallas Goddard really being maybe the third option on his team, second. I don't know. But interesting to think about that one tier we talked about being third or fourth options. But yeah. either way, yeah. guys, Dynasty tight ends. We got it all wrapped up here. So uh, next show we will release on Friday. So we are going to do a kind of a dynasty startup draft. We're going to go 12 rounds. We will each have a team. We'll be talking through our picks, uh, thought process, talk you guys kind of through where guys are going in ADP for these startups. And uh, hopefully that'll be a little bit more entertaining for everybody. We'll do it live. It'll be fast, uh, but hopefully it'll be a good show. Guys, anything else for the people? Yeah, I'll just say Hunter Henry was tied for second last year with uh, Andrews and Dawson Knox with nine. Mm-hmm. So, but I think he does take the lead pretty mightily. I cannot wait to bid you up on freaking uh, Hunter Henry in good, our auction draft. Good. Hunter Henry, I'll, I'll, I'll outbid you. I'll outbid you. All right, fellas, appreciate you. It was fun. Good to be back together. And everybody, please download, subscribe, rate, all the fun stuff. Thank you. See you. Mash that download button. See ya. Just like when Alberto is on the clock. Oh, come on. Raft. Let him slip. I'll take him. Let, let him, him slip. Let him slip. If if Albert O is in a cartoon slip on a piece of ice in the road, I'm not helping him. I will I will rescue him. I will swoop oh, in. I bet you would. Me You'd and Russell get a Wilson. Pad. <laughs>